What is up? Welcome to episode 19 of Effective on Purpose with Jeff Welch. I can't believe the next episode is going to be episode 20. That is wild to me. Uh, I am Jeff Welch, your friendly neighborhood performance coach who helps growth-focused leaders simplify their work and take intentional action so they can have a greater impact than they thought possible. Doesn't that sound great? Like to say, I now have a greater impact than I believed possible. Like that's super cool. I love to be able to help people do that. And today, today, this episode, I am talking about how to get something or nothing. All right, before I jump in, and I know everyone is is just sitting on the edge of their seat trying to figure out how to get something for nothing. But before I jump in, this episode is based on the most recent edition of my weekly email called The Sunday Setup. Each week, I send a bit of inspiration to a growing list of subscribers to help them kick their week off with purpose and intentionality. And I would love to have you join us. Just go to jeffwelch.com slash Setup to subscribe today. All right, how to get something for nothing. Okay, so as per usual, I've got to start with a story. So I was at an event that featured a box lunch for each participant. So you show up, you go through this day-long thing, and at lunch, they give you this, you know, canned, not canned, boxed, (laughs) boxed lunch. So everybody gets one of these, and upon opening mine, like, if I'm remembering correctly, I'm pretty sure the box had like, I think there were sandwiches inside and uh, the it, it listed sort of like, uh, you know, what the meat was, you know, a, a basic description of, of what was in the box, right? And upon opening mine, I discovered that it contained what I'm calling an objectively horrifying flavor of chips called jalapeno. Now, I've said this before and I'll say it again here. Um, I, I think they're objectively horrifying because I don't like flavors, right? Like that's that's got that's flavor. And I'm trying to mostly avoid flavors. So I, I'm like, I don't want these chips. Uh, this is not for me. If my wife had been there, it would have been great because she loves jalapeno chips and I would have said, fantastic, dear. But in that moment, I just sort of like set my chips aside and went on with my lunch. But then I realized, you know, maybe somebody else wants jalapeno chips. So it's entirely possible somebody else at this table wants them. So I told my neighbor, hey, yeah, I've got this extra bag of chips. If if you like, if you want jalapeno chips, you can have those. And they say, get this, they say the craziest thing. Jalapeno chips are my favorite. Um, I, I'll trade you. And they had just plain potato chips. <laughs> and I said, Those are my favorite. Uh, And so it was this amazing little moment where I was ready to give these things away because to me, they had no value. To me, they were worthless. But to someone else, they were valuable, right? And we were able to do this, this little deal at the table. And do you know what it cost both of us to do this deal? Nothing, right? The, the effective cost to both of us, and I'm sure there's an economics pr- person out there who's going to correct me, but just dial it back, okay? Um, the cost to me was nothing because when I opened the box and there were no chips and I already lost my chips, right? Like 
this was, I, I didn't have chips effectively, right? And so I was able to give up something I didn't want to get back something that I did. And I think that these are fascinating things to be looking for as we are moving through the world. Uh, because very often, I think we're programmed, I don't know where the programming comes from per se, but I think we're wired very often to look, look for similarities. We're looking for other people who like the thing that we like and want the thing that we want. And it's sort of like we feel like we're going to really get along with someone with whom we have a great deal in common. And I'll tell you, my wife and I, we... The, I, I think the, the thing that we have most in common is that we like each other. Beyond that, almost nothing, right? And they do say, you know, opposites attract. I can tell you very, very certainly that there are things about my wife that I like because they are not things I do well. They're not things that I am good at. And so I appreciate them in her. Sometimes they drive me crazy because they're not the thing that I would do. But in a lot of situations, I find that she has something that I'm lacking, and I think that that's, that's really valuable. Unfortunately, very often, especially in a, like a, a marital or like a, a, a romantic relationship, we're not just celebrating that our differences make us, like they complement something. We're sort of also trying to figure out how to make this person more like me. How do I make them do the thing I want them to do the way that I would do it, right? But I will tell you, my wife and I never, ever have to share food with one another because we don't like what the other person is eating. We go out to a restaurant, the thing she orders, I can assure you, I don't want any of it. And the same in, in the other. She's like, maybe if I put enough mustard on it, it might be tolerable. But um, mostly, we're not having to share because the thing that the other person likes and wants in that moment is not the thing that we want. So there, there is a benefit there. But we're wired so often to look for things that match, right? Things that are the same. Things that, do we both like the Yankees? Fantastic. You sound smart because you like the Yankees. That kind of thing, right? And how different would our circumstances be if instead of putting our, our intention and our attention on things that were like us, right, people who are like us, uh, that kind of thing. What we did was say, who is complementary to me? Who is doing something that I find valuable because I can't do it for myself, and there's something that I'm doing that they find valuable because they're not, they can't do it for themselves, but when you put us together, it costs almost nothing for each person to make the other person better, right? There's, there is low cost on either side um, in, in fact, in some cases, like with the chips, I would say no cost um, to get something better out of that deal. So the, the encouragement that I would offer you is when you're looking around your workspace, when you're looking around your community, uh, maybe the, the projects you work on or the industry you work in, when you're looking around there, I would encourage you to, to consider who would benefit from the work that I'm doing, right? Who can I be complimentary to? And or who can be complimentary to me? Who has the thing that I'm missing? Who has, you know, the, the matching puzzle piece to what I'm doing that when we combine our powers, we both feel like we're winning. 
we both feel like we're getting the best out of this transaction. Like that's the best trade in the world, right? When both parties feel like I just won this. <laughs> and how in the world could you both feel that at the same time? Well, in this exact way where you both feel like I gave up so little or something that wasn't valuable to me because it's commonplace, it's easy, it's simple, but I got something back that I desperately need that is really important to me. And I think that if we are looking for these things, you're going to find them all over the place. If you're looking for it, you're going to say, you know, this person is different from me in all the best ways. And this person's skill set is so complementary to mine. I think if we work together, instead of us just amplifying one thing that we're both good at, and there's value in that, but instead of that, what we're going to get is a more... Um, cohesive and holistic value, right? Where we're, the, the value is multiplied in different directions. It's not just one thing amplified, okay? So I hope you will do that. I hope you will approach this week with a mindset that says, how can I look for complementary things and not just look for similarities, okay? That's it from me. If you're a growth-focused leader who is on a mission to elevate your capacity for impact, I would absolutely love to have a quick conversation about how I may be able to support you as a coach. If you want to look for more of these sort of complementary kind of relationships, if you want to be, be focused on that, I'd love to have a conversation about how you do that, about how you have more collaborative or um, uh, complementary collaborations. That's, that's the word that I'm looking for. Uh, if that's of interest to you, just go to jeffwelch.com slash discovery to learn more and to schedule a quick chat with me. Until next time, be complimentary, and thanks for playing along.